This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Good evening. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and you're listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on knowledge, education, training, and development. Before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors, Patterson Dental, Vocal Dental, and Henry Schein. Without their expertise and sponsorship, these podcasts would not be possible. I also like to give a shout out to Mr. David Wolf and his podcast team for putting out these professional podcasts for your pleasure. Tonight, I'm fortunate enough to have a special guest with us. His name is Mr. Devin Schumacher, and he, I think, is particularly appropriate tonight podcast with how to help the medical and dental profession improve their bottom line. And I think at this point in time, we could all benefit from this. Devin, thank you so much for taking time from your busy schedule. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and how you came to be so successful? Sure. Thanks for having me, Dr. Coffin. So I have about five to seven years of experience in internet marketing, and the road was tumultuous, to say the least, to bring me to where I am now. But the short version of the story is that I started really just figuring things out on my own, trying to market a couple of brands I was involved in, and really just had to take things into my own accord more and more. And that sort of brings me to where I am now, which is currently with a team of about 15 people here onshore and a support staff offshore. And we do a few million dollars a year in revenue, and we help at this point a little over 100 dental practices across the United States, Canada, and Australia. And we also have a more generalized marketing agency that helps just other brands and businesses from e-commerce to plumbers. But our focus is primarily in dental and the medical space. And we provide websites, digital marketing, SEO, advertising, and all of the things needed to help a practice grow. Devin, I understand you've done basically a book explaining the step-by-step gateway to doubling, tripling, quadrupling our revenue by following a formula, a mathematical formula or similar to a mathematical formula, where if you take the appropriate steps, you're going to get the appropriate results. Can you expound on that a little bit for our listeners? 
Sure. Yeah. And what you're referring to is our ebook about some steps you can take to really double your revenue. And I think these are things that we've pulled out that can apply to any business across the board. And really what it's about is it's the fundamentals and things that most people are skipping over that can help a practice grow. And it's marketing wise, right? There's a lot of ways that you can improve your top line, bottom line, but we're talking about marketing and really getting new patients, new customers, new clientele into your business or practice or what have you. And it really breaks down to a few simple steps that we go into in detail within the book, but it starts with doing a lot of things just the right way. And right now, what we see primarily when we work with dental practices, when we work with medical practices, is that they just don't have the fundamentals right. Everybody is competing over a small slice of the pie. Everybody's doing things that you would think would be productive, but really aren't. And I'll give you an example. That would be things like talking about how many years you've been in business or talking about your credentials. And it seems pretty straightforward to think of, well, you know, shouldn't I advertise that how many years I've been in business and what my experience is? The short answer is contradictory to what you might think. The answer is no, because people don't really care about that. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to get the attention of people who don't know about you yet to come into your practice for dental services. And when, you know, your consumers, your marketplace is out there and they're online, unless they're directly searching for the services you provide, which of course you'd want to show up for, they're doing other things right? They're on Facebook, they're in their car, they're listening to podcasts, they're not searching for dental services. But if you can connect with them on a deeper level about the reason why they might need those services, then they, you might grab their attention long enough for them to come to your website. And the way to do that is not by saying how long, many years you've been in business, but rather touching on the things that are going to motivate them, their pains and desires in order to get their attention and really, you know, bring that attention to your digital real estate. So we touch on a lot of things like that, that seem a little bit contradictory to what you might be doing, but are mistakes that we see, you know, practices making day in and day out. You mentioned some of the things that healthcare providers are probably misunderstanding and not doing correctly. Are there things that you see the healthcare profession and specifically the dental profession that are doing correctly, that you'd say, geez, they're on the right track if they'd only expound on that, if they take more time and energy and perhaps money towards these particular areas, they do much better. Yeah, that's actually a pretty interesting question. One of the things I see dentists doing right a lot is they will spend money on marketing. The one thing that I see them doing wrong is, well, actually, it breaks down to a couple things. When they spend money on marketing, I'll either see that they're doing it with, they have the right intentions in their, their heart and their mind is in the right place, but they don't have enough of, I would say, awareness about what to really inspect when it comes to their marketing. And I, and I get that. And we see this with professions that have more education necessary in order to become that position. So for example, you've gone to dental school for a number of years, right? And especially if you're going to be a specialist, that's you're adding even more years onto it, what have you. And these people, as they should, don't want to have to really worry about what's going on with the marketing. They just want to pay and get it done. And I'd say that's the right mindset because you want to be focusing on what you do best. But we have a saying that you have to be able to inspect what you expect or expect what you inspect. Either way you look at it, the point is that if you don't know what you're looking for and you don't know how to evaluate 
whether or not your marketing is going to be doing well or not. You can't just pay for it and hand it off. So I'd say that they're doing one thing right, that is dentists spend money on marketing. But the thing they do wrong is they, they take a hands-off approach too soon. And they just kind of leave it up to someone else to do before really knowing or vetting that that is actually the right thing that they should be doing. So they need to take a little more time educating themselves across the board. Obviously, I'm speaking generally here take a little more time educating about what things should be done before they take such a hands-off approach. Devin, is it true that as a general rule, whatever your gross revenues are, about 2 to 3% should be spent on marketing? So let's say if you have a, a million-dollar practice to earmark between twenty dollars and $30,000 a year. Does that hold true or is that a fallacy in your opinion? How would you guide our listeners to just coordinate some type of budget to the marketing? That's a good question. I think it depends on a couple things, and I'll, I'll tell you what those factors are. The first is going to be the competitiveness of your environment. So if you're located in Phoenix, Arizona, there are a lot of other practices around you that are offering the same or similar services. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be dependent on that. It's also going to be dependent on your appetite for growth. So how fast do you really want to grow any company, really, not just dental providers, but dental providers, dentists, uh, especially, however, how fast you want to grow, it's really going to depend on how much money you can put into the system is going to be you know, your output. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier is the marketing activities have to be correct. But one thing to keep in, to keep in mind here is you know, there's a lot of things you can do for marketing. And specifically, what we do and what I talk about is digital marketing. And twenty to $30,000 a year on digital marketing, I would say maybe that might cut it. Uh, it depends on how many things we're taking into account here. Your website, design and development, maintenance and management. If you're going to be running Facebook advertisements, if you're going to be doing SEO to help get more people to your website who are looking for your services, I would say that it's probably a bit higher than that. But... The one thing I would say is that for any type of digital advertising that you do, so that would be spending money for immediate traffic like Google pay-per-click ads or Facebook advertising, you want to be getting at least a three-to-one return on your investment. And by doing that, you can spend more and you don't have to cap yourself at a, at a budget or, a, or think of this as like an expense that I just need to incur every year. I don't have to think of it as I need to set aside twenty or $30,000 for my marketing. It's more, how much can I put into the machine? Because I should be getting a positive return on my advertising dollars faster. And at that point, it's like a vending machine or some kind of you know, slot machine where you put a dollar in and you get $3 out. In that case, I would say, how much money do you want to put into it? Okay. Let me ask you another question along that same vein. In your ebook, you mentioned basically five steps. And before this podcast is over, I'm going to make sure that our listeners can link in to your ebook so that they can go in more depth. But if you were to summarize the five steps, could you do that briefly for our listeners to give them a taste of what they can expect when they look at and read your ebook? Yeah, I'm going to have to go off, off memory here. So bear with me. But the first one is the first step is going to be really about speaking to your customers' pains and desires. And what this does is before you spend money on anything, you really want to understand 
what the customer is actually wanting. And I'll, I'll give you a, um, a concrete example. If you're selling dentures or you want to sell more dentures, like the person doesn't want a denture. They might not even know what that is. They don't even really want to fill the gap in their mouth where they're missing a tooth or whatnot. They want something deeper. You have to be able to go deeper and figure out what it is they're actually trying to solve more on the pains and desires level. So maybe they want to be able to enjoy Thanksgiving dinner with their family without feeling self-conscious about taking out some kind of eating device, or maybe they want to be able to enjoy the foods that they like without having pain. So you want to be able to really go deep and figure out what those things are. And in step one, we really teach you how to do that, where you can go through and actually find out what people are saying and, and get those pains and desires and speak to those things in your marketing. The second step is about how to unlock a bigger amount of people to sell to. And this is probably the thing that I would say we see the most often. And we call it uh, the full market formula. But really, most people, when they're advertising, are going to be advertising a special. They'll say, you know, a new patient special or get $1,000 off dentures or get $1,000 off teeth whitening. And what you're doing is, that's fine, but you're advertising to a portion of your market that's already educated and already ready to buy. And that only is going to make up about 3% of the market. So step two is how to unlock that other 97% of the market and speak to them. And really what it's about is providing value at the stage where they are. So before someone's ready to buy, what are they? Well, they're probably gathering information about what they need before they make a purchase decision. Or if they're even earlier in their buying cycle than that, they might not be gathering information. They might just be aware that they have a problem. So you need to deliver them something that meets them at that level. And if they're even earlier in their buying cycle, they might not be ready to buy. They might not be gathering information. They might not even be aware of their problem, but they still have a problem because just because you're not aware of a problem doesn't mean you don't have one. So how can you provide them information to meet them there? So the second step, the full market formula talks about the things that you can do to advertise to these people and really communicate to people that are much that are in that 97% of people that are being ignored by most people's advertising. The third step is about messaging and how to craft your messaging so it speaks to people and gets their attention. Right now, you know, you're really in a war for attention. And when you advertise on Facebook or when you advertise on the internet, it's you talking about teeth whitening versus celebrities on jet skis and, uh, you know, models on Instagram and people that are watching like videos of cats playing the piano. Like you're in a war for attention and you have to be able to have your messaging stick out to somebody who's doing something completely unrelated to what your agenda is and get their attention long enough for you to actually be able to, you know, in a sense, push your agenda on them. And the fourth step is, I believe it has to do with copywriting and how you can sort of use copywriting to amplify that messaging. And then the last step is about how to craft better offers. And this is something that I see probably is the most neglected thing of all. And that's crafting offers that are really just irrefusable, where when somebody, when your potential consumer sees your offer, they just feel stupid if they say no to it. And that's how good your offer needs to be. And when you are able to create offers that are so good, 
you will stop getting shopped on price and you'll stop getting compared to your competition on price because your offer is so much better that it's like comparing apples to oranges at that point. Well, Devin, first of all, I want to say thank you for those highlights. Is it possible for you to share how our listeners can reach out, talk to you personally, perhaps get in touch and review your ebook? Is there a, a phone number, a website, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, yes, absolutely. And thank you for that. The website, well, our agency is called Serpco, S-E-R-P dot co. And that's because S-E-R-P is actually an acronym for search engine results page. And we are basically, we do everything search. So we help you grow your business using the internet and everything now is a search page. So our our website, our homepage is serp.co. And I believe you can get the ebook. I'm just double checking the URL right now. Is serp.co forward slash growth hyphen report. But it's also on the homepage, I believe. And if you want to talk to me personally, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Just type in Devin Schumacher and I probably am the first person to pop up. Well, Devin, I want to say thank you so much for spending time. I know how busy you are. I can tell you personally and professionally, my business certainly needs experts like you to help it grow. And I look forward to talking with you at future podcasts. I want to thank our listeners. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You've been listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on knowledge, education, development, and training. Again, special thanks to our sponsors, Henry Shine, Vocal, and Patterson Dental, and again to David Wolf and his podcast team. Devin, thank you so much. I appreciate it, and I look forward to speaking to you in the near future. My pleasure. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Good evening. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and you're listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on knowledge, education, development, and training.
I want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Patterson Dental, Henry Schein, and Vocal. Without their support and expertise, these podcasts would be very difficult. Also, a shout out to David Wolf and his podcast team for putting together these excellent productions. On our last podcast, I had a special guest, Devin Schumacher. He's created an ebook with a step by step guide. We're basically following a five-step formula to help improve our production, increase our patient base. As we know, we're mostly healthcare professionals that listen to this podcast, particularly in medicine, but more particularly dentistry. And most of us are excellent and well-trained in the clinical aspects, but sometimes in the marketing and the business aspect of healthcare, we need expertise and we need help. In our last podcast, Devin explained how if you follow the correct formula and diligently do what needs to be done, it's not uncommon to see within 60 or 90 days your revenues double or even do better than that. Devin, can you just explain how you got into this particular area of expertise and a little bit about your business before I go through some pertinent questions that I think make sense based on our last podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So I run a marketing agency called Serpco and it began about five to seven years ago. I would say at this point, I don't know exactly, but I started by having to take things into my own hands while working on some of the brands that I was personally involved with brands that didn't end up working out. And it was because of a lack of marketing. So being a subject matter expert in those things didn't take me all the way to the finish line. I had to figure out growth. And by doing so, I ended up spending so much time doing digital marketing that I just ended up basically starting a digital marketing agency. And one of the first things that I did was partner with a friend of mine who was in the field and we acquired a dental SEO company and built it out. It was called the SEO dentist and it evolved into SERP dental And so we work with now, you know, hundreds of dentists across the United States, Canada, and Australia. And we also work with a number of other businesses, which is helpful because we can take strategies and see things through a lens that works for other industries and apply it to dentistry. And we've had uh, an enormous amount of success growing our clients' practices by being able to, um, you know, apply those methods across the board. Devin, in our last podcast, you mentioned or just did basically an overview of the five steps. And step one was the correct way to speak to your customer, the correct way to get their attention. You then came up with step two, which is to unlock the full market formula. And step three was the importance of messaging, how to get that attention to your client or patient. And then fourth was copywriting. And fifth, you had mentioned that most dentists and healthcare providers are probably the weakest in, and that was crafting a better offer. And you you led me to believe that that's probably one of the more important of the five steps. Can you give an example to our listeners of how they might want to start thinking about crafting a better offer and some suggestions? Yeah, sure. And actually what I'm going to do is I'm going to give the example in a field unrelated to dentistry. So we can all kind of, you know, take our heads out of the game for a second and just look at this 
overall picture because I think it's going to actually be a little bit easier. And the, this is an example I like to give, and it has to actually do with fitness and personal health. And so it's something everybody can relate to, but imagine that you are trying to lose weight and you're looking for someone or some kind of business to help you do that, right? A gym, let's say. If you're going to a gym or if you are the gym, your product is to help somebody get fit and lose weight. All right, fine. Well, you can go to 24 hour fitness. You can go to LA fitness or whatever these big box gyms are and you sign up for a hundred bucks a month. And you know, you as the consumer, you're just really calling places and figuring out, all right, who's going to lock me in for the least amount of time and has the cheapest rates and a, a couple machines I can work on, I guess. Right. So we, we all know that consumers are going to call up a couple of providers and shop you on price. And nobody wants to be that discount provider. Nobody wants to keep just getting in a war, racing their prices to the bottom. So in, in the fitness example, one way that you can make your offer better is by thinking about what the customer actually wants. Well, the customer wants to lose weight and they're coming to you and you're offering them some kind of membership. What could you add on on top of that that's going to help them solve the next immediate issue and make your offer better. Well, if I'm coming in and I need to lose 50 pounds, let's say I sign up and I'm going to start working out. What's the next immediate thing I need? Well, I might not know how to do the workouts. So I might need some instruction or some videos or something like that about how to do the workouts. Something else I might need would be nutrition advice. And once I get the nutrition advice, what am I going to need next? Well, I'm going to know all of these things that I need to eat, but I'm going to have to have recipes. And the thing that I'm going to need after recipes is a shopping list. And these are all things that consumers have to figure out on their own if they're not provided to them, which are going to drastically inhibit their chances of having success and losing the weight. So as the provider, as the gym, I want to make sure that the customer is going to lose that 50 pounds. And the way I can do that is by offering them and providing things, packaging this into my offer that are going to help basically virtually guarantee that they're going to get that result, which means not only do I want to provide them the facility, I want to provide them some kind of video training so that they know how to do the workouts. And I want to provide them a grocery list and I want to provide them maybe even a meal service. I want to provide them all of these things that I can bundle into my offer and make my offer more appealing that are going to help guarantee their success. And now if I'm the consumer and I'm saying, do I want to go to option A, which is going to give me a gym membership or option B, which is going to give me a gym membership, a nutrition guide, uh, a portal that shows me how to do all the exercises and a shopping list that shows me all of the grocery stores around my area with the places they're going to be, have the best prices. You can charge more and you're not even really going to be able to be compared. So when you start thinking about like that from the dental perspective, if you're selling dentures or if you're selling teeth whitening, what else can you sell? What's the immediate next thing that that person is going to need to help them get to their true goal, which is not, I need to whiten my teeth. It's something else. It's, I want to look better for X, Y, Z, or I want to feel better, etc. So when you start thinking about it that way, you can create a better offer that when someone's comparing you to another provider, they, it would just be ridiculous for them to not choose you. I think that makes a lot of sense. As you, most of our listeners know, I've been practicing dentistry for over 39 years and still practice full time. And one of the things in our last podcast, Devin, that you mentioned is typically someone like me would 
probably give a consultation and recommendation to a team or a group to consider between two and 3% of your net revenues towards marketing. And you came across with an excellent point that your digital marketing should bring in two to three times the amount. So don't look at it as an expense, but more of an investment. Can you just, uh, am, am I correct on my interpretation during that last podcast that this is an investment? And typically if we're taking the right steps and doing things correctly for every dollar in digital marketing, you would like to see a return of two to $3. Is that correct? That's correct. At a minimum, I would like to see a return of two to three dollars to make sure that it's sustainable. And I say that two, two to one, three to one from my side as the digital marketing agency, because we don't always know what you're running in terms of profit margins. You could have larger overhead than the average or whatnot, but having two to three ROI on the top end usually leaves you enough with, with you know standard profit margins that you're you're at least acquiring at break even or better. And of course you want to get paid to grow, but if you're breaking even to grow and you can make it back up on the LTV, that's great. In uh, the last podcast, you also said something that stuck by me that I thought was very important. And I'd like to share it with our listeners today. You said many times the dentist's heart and mind are in the right place, but we forget to inspect what we expect. And I'll say that again, you fail to inspect what you expect. And that simply meant my understanding is, is we spend the money, we put our dollars in an expert's hand, but you have to have enough knowledge and insight to understand what you're getting and what to expect. Can you explain that in a little more detail for our listeners? Sure. And you, you have it exactly correct. It's that when you spend the money, to have another expert provide a service for you. Just like if I was going to go to a dentist, I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, but I need to know enough that when I walk out of there and I look in the mirror, if I'm missing a tooth, something probably went wrong. So you have to just be able to inspect what you expect. And it doesn't mean do a full audit of the person's work and try to tell them how to do things better. But it just means that when you, spend money to have somebody else take care of an issue or a problem for you, which is exactly what you should be doing when, when you're an expert in your field, you should be focusing on your stuff. But when you do that, you have to know enough to be able to understand, is this person doing what I need and are they getting the results that I should be getting for what I'm paying? I'd also like you to touch base for someone like myself and many of the dentists that I know as colleagues professionally, what I see is sometimes we grow too fast and our infrastructure isn't prepared. What that may mean is we may not have enough phone lines to accept the incoming calls. We might not have enough clinical assistance to help provide the correct service in treatment. In other words, we've overflowed uh, because the marketing strategy is working, but we weren't prepared from an infrastructure. It may be we don't have enough operatories. We may not have enough parking in our facility. Can you touch base on some of the recommendations and suggestions so that once these new clients and customers and patients enter into our facility, they're greeted with a higher level of care, service, and results? Sure. I think this is um, an issue that goes 
across the board for entrepreneurship. Um, you're always going to be, if when you're growing, you're always going to be running into issues and, and kind of figuring it out as you go. But you have to realize that the more revenue you produce, the more you have the flexibility to be able to hire people and provide that better experience. And temporarily, the experience you provide may suffer slightly in relation to what you're used to giving. But ultimately, you can provide better services. You can have better equipment. You can have a nicer facility when you are generating revenue. But to your point, the things I see happen a lot. Actually, this is a very common thing. We see a lot of dentists that are even about to pause their marketing with us until they look at the numbers. And I'll give you some specific examples, but I noticed that with dentists, a lot of the times they're extraordinarily busy. And like all entrepreneurs, they're doing a hundred things at once while trying to really just focus on what they enjoy and what they're there for. I say that every business uh, small businesses, small to medium size, they are made up of three roles. You have the subject matter expert, you have the entrepreneur or business owner person, and then you have the marketer. And that might all be the same person, but there are three different hats you have to wear. Most dentists that I deal with, they want to stick in the subject matter expert role, and they should, but they don't have or they need, a, they need a little bit better grasp on what's going on with, with the numbers. And here's the example that I was going to give you. We recently implemented a system where we not only do we track the leads that we generate our clients, but we track the leads and with their practice management systems, we touch base and we, we have them enter in sales numbers for everything that they sold for each person based on the ads we're running. And a lot of dentists, I've noticed, they're not really involved in that. They're, they have the front desk person or the administrative person or even the treatment coordinator do that. And they don't have an eye on those numbers. And at the very least, you have to have an eye on those, those types of numbers. Because we see dentists that say, hey, we want to pause our marketing. It's not working. And then when our account managers say, okay, that's fine. Let's just enter in your numbers because we haven't been able to do that with you yet. They enter in their numbers. And we had a dental practice recently that thought that they made no money and had actually made over $80,000 in the last 30 days because they just weren't entering the numbers and they didn't really have a view on that. So that's not an isolated incident either. This happens all the time where as soon as the person enters the numbers or really takes an involvement on that, they see like, wow, this is actually working. I just didn't know before because I wasn't tracking it. So I would say the thing that you can do the most is just be more involved with tracking things and, and writing down those KPIs. Even if you can only choose one to three KPIs per area that you want to focus on and improve, you have to do that no matter how much you hate numbers or how much you want to just be the dentist and the subject matter expert. You have to have some KPIs that you look at so you know if you're headed in the right direction or not because you can't improve something that you don't track. Well, I can tell you uh, with 39 years of experience, that is a consistent problem that I've had and I believe others have, and that is tracking the results. If you're not tracking, you just don't know where you're going, where you need to improve, and the list goes on and on. Devin, if you don't mind, can you tell our listeners how they can get your five-step guide, your ebook, how they can reach you personally if they're interested in learning more about your marketing expertise and how they're able to get your help to improve and grow their businesses? Sure. So our website is serp.co. 
at SERPCO. And you can get the growth report. I believe it's on the homepage at serp.co. Otherwise, you can go to serp.co forward slash growth hyphen report. And if you want to connect with me personally, Facebook or Instagram, just search Devin Schumacher and I should be probably the first person to pop up. Well, Devin, thank you so much. I know you're busy. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you speaking to our listeners today. I really got a lot out of the information you gave us, and I look forward to speaking to you in the future. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You've been listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on knowledge, education, development, and training. Again, as we close out, I want to thank our sponsors, Henry Schein, Patterson Dental, and Vocal, along with a big thank you to David Wolf and his podcast team for producing these excellent productions. Thanks again, everyone. I hope you have a great evening and I look forward to talking to you in the near future. Devin, thank you. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.